We're going to kick it off here with a book by Karen Marie Moaning called Dark Fever. It's about a girl named Michaela Lane, who, unlike me, spends most of her time painting her nails and sitting by the pool, tanning her precious skin. Because of her girly and selfish habits, she isn't holding on to her real phone when her older sister tries to call her and ends up getting the call weeks later when she gets a brand new phone. The voicemail is quick and to the point and pretty much tells Michaela that she's not what she thinks she is and that she needs to find something and that something is said in a language that for a while Michaela is unable to understand. A whopping three months later, Michaela boards a plane to Dublin to find out what happened to her sister herself. Because in her opinion, the police there aren't doing a good enough job. And maybe a personal face will help speed things up. While waiting on the set date with Inspector Duffy, Michaela makes her way into town, stopping at bars and trying some of the food, getting a feel for the city that her sister knew before she died. At one of these stops is where Michaela runs into the man that changes everything. While eating a plate of fries, she looks up and sees a man shimmer. And by shimmer, I don't mean shimmer in a fairy good way, like Edward and Twilight. I mean he transforms. One second, he's a handsome hunk of a man, and the next, he's a hideous nine-foot monster. Convinced she's had too much to drink, but too scared to leave, Michaela forces herself to eat the rest of her food before leaving. It's not long after that Michaela meets Jericho Barons, owner of Barons Books and Baubles, and quite literally the sexiest man on this planet. It is there in his bookstore that she first uses the word her sister sent her over the phone in her voicemail. As soon as they hear the word, they need to know where she's seen it, what she knows of it, even though she's the one asking what the word even is. Crazy, right? Oh no, it gets crazier. Turns out, Barons is also a psycho and tracks Michaela to the inn that she's staying at directly to her room, corners her in that room, promises to make a deal with her, and then attacks her anyway, leaving bruises all over her body by pinning her to the wall. At first, like any sane person, Michaela tries to avoid Barons, but once again, another person shimmers in the way that's not like Edward and becomes another monster. This monster, however, is what Michaela called the mini-mouthed thing. A thing with a giant head, mouths all over its body, and a mule-sized distorted dick, which, by the way, was the grossest thing I could have imagined on the entire creature. Well, after running into the mini-mouthed thing, Michaela finds herself running back to Jericho, who had mentioned in her apartment before the attack that she was something called a she-seer, 
which she had all dubbed a bunch of baloney and pretty much called him a psychopath, which, in a sense, he didn't act any better than what she was calling him. I mean, come on. This time, however, Michaela listens to what Jericho has to say and believes most of what he says, although she does have her fair share of jokes and explosions it eventually boils down to them joining an unlikely team together her being able to pretty much sense the items and him being able to tell her what things are and keep her safe after a drastic makeover and by drastic i mean drastic for michaela miss pris she loses all her blonde hair cuts it black After Little Miss Pris loses her Barbie look, Jericho takes her to the house of a self-named vampire named Malouche. Now, I personally have been calling this guy Malouche the douche since the dawn of time, so don't judge me, but once they enter this vampire's home, they're surrounded by gothness, punkness, and you get to see how truly freaking girly Michaela is by the total terror she is around the people with a few piercings in their face. I just, it makes me laugh. I struggle to think how she would feel about meeting me in person, lol. Anyway, fast forward a bit. They're leaving the vampire's house and Jericho's explaining that they're gonna have to go back because he wants to hunt around for these things that he thinks Michaela can sense since she gets sick and she seers get sick around fey objects fairy things but as it turns out Michaela already stole the object and pulls it out while they're driving home huge win-win and definite bonus points towards Jericho and her he later explains that the stone is supposed is one of four and is supposed to open the song of making what he explains is the song of pretty much death or creation because Faye used the word making in both senses and that the book the she saw do that Michaela's been looking for is what her sister wanted her to find Jericho has one other lead and that's a man named Rocky O'Banion very powerful sexist beast of a creature who believes women belong back in the 20s with their mouths shut the apron on and their hands in the kitchen this man has one of the four rare fey relics of the light seelie a spear and of course jericho and michaela steal said spear but the method is not at all something i would do because once again they have to do the unexpected and go through the sewer system. That's right, they swim through shit to get that spear. Of course, Rocky O'Banion wasn't gonna just let them steal the spear, so 16 men did have to die in order for everything to work. But in the scheme of things, trying to find your sister's murderer is a little more important than a man holding on to the only weapon in the world that can kill Fae of both dark and light casts. 
Inevitably, like all good things, the book has to come to an end, and does so on a scale of epic proportions, with Michaela tracking down the very place her sister's body was found, finding an address scraped into the pavement, and tracking down this address to a place that doesn't even exist on current maps. This place is 1247 LaRue, and this is where she finally meets the man who not only stole her sister's heart and claimed to be her boyfriend, but also in Michaela's mind must be the man that killed her sister. It is also here that she stabs Malouche with her spear, takes on an onslaught of Unseelie coming in through an opened portal, the man her sister loved himself opened, calling himself the Grand Master. It is there in the last few pages of Karen Marie Moaning's book that she leaves you a clue and a cliffhanger begging you to get on to the next book.